Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country music legend Ricky Skaggs plays the Birchmere for two shows this weekend in Alexandria, Virginia. We spoke in 2015 when he played the Birchmere with Rye Cooter and wife Sharon White, discussing his humble beginnings with Bill Monroe and Flatten Scruggs to eventually winning CMA Entertainer of the Year in 1985. I'm here with the one and only Ricky Skaggs, uh, who will be coming to the Birchmere in Virginia. I believe it's two dates, right? That's right. Two All right. nights. And what can we expect uh, from you there? A little bit of your signature mandolin, a little bit of fiddle? What do you think? Well, I'm coming this time. Normally, we come there with Kentucky Thunder, my bluegrass band. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, uh, this, these two shows are, are really, really special. It's with uh, my good friend, Ry Cooter who has uh, done so many incredible things musically uh, over the past, gosh, 40 years. He's uh, an amazing slide guitar player, just guitar player in general. He's, he's mm-hmm. really amazing. And, uh, and then my wife, Sharon, uh, who we've been married 34 years and, and uh, just released a, uh, a CD uh, last year called Hearts Like Ours, um, and then the Whites, Sharon's family, uh, Mr. Buck White, he's 84 years old, plays the piano just incredibly, just rocks out on the, on the piano, and, uh, and then Sharon's sister, Cheryl. And so it's called Cooter White Skaggs, and uh, it's uh, Rye's son, Joaquin, plays drums with us, and uh, a good friend of ours, Mark Fain, plays bass. So it's going to be a real, <laughs> that's a fairly small stage over there, so we're going to be packed on there, but it's going to be some incredible music. We've, uh, we've been touring all year long, uh, you know, off and on. I've also been playing a lot of bass with my band, Kentucky Thunder, but uh, mm. this, is, uh, this is old, I'd say old music. It's, it's music from the 40s, late 40s, 50s, through the mid-60s, probably. You know, um, yeah. the only thing newer than 1965 is, uh, is Rye Sun Joaquim, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's great music. We've, uh, it's country, it's, uh, it's bluegrass, it's, it's gospel. Um, we rock out and, you know, play. Uh, of course, Rye has always been known for much more blues and his slide guitar and that kind of thing, but uh, we just kind of blend it all together. He's, he's had a tremendous love for you know, for country music and gospel music uh, all his life and never had a chance to, to really, really play it uh, like this, anyway. He's never had an environment to really play it in. And, right. uh, but it's great. It's great fun. We're, ha- we're having a ball. Yeah, sounds like it's a bit of a family and friend affair. All you guys packed mm-hmm. into an intimate setting. That sounds like it'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, the Birchmere is just a great place to, to hear music. I mean, people yeah. are literally four feet away from the stage. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's really amazing, and, uh, and it sounds great in there. And uh, so hopefully uh, it'll be two packed nights, you know, so we're, we're excited about getting to come back. Yeah, we just spoke to uh, you. Remember Hal Ketchum? He he just played there, and he said the same thing. Oh, yeah. He he loves he loves how intimate it is there. And I agree. I've been there. You're you're basically eating dinner right up on the band. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it's got a little extra garlic, it just really walks up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is that is garlic? Is that the key to the the fourteen Grammys? Is it? it? <laughs> 
Well, uh, I'm yeah, kidding. I I'm think kidding. so. It's got to be garlic. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. garlic. But uh, yeah. man, I mean, you're, I mean, it, seriously, I mean, to hear 14 Grammys that that's insane. I mean, you, we're we're basically talking to a, a legend of the genre here for you know country and bluegrass. Um, I, I actually think you're playing on the 10th and 11th. Um, but aren't the CMAs? I think that week before you won Entertainment of the Year, didn't you? Back in the day, I did. Uh, back in 1985. Yeah. Uh, still very proud of that. That's uh, that's. The, probably the the high water mark for for country music is to to win Entertainer of the Year and um, it was a it was a great honor and and uh, you know my heart has always been to really honor you know the past honor the history the elders and the fathers of the music you know and try to mm-hmm. try to keep the old sound uh, fresh and pass it on to the next generation and uh, that's. I think that's all of our hearts. I know it certainly is the whites and certainly is, uh, you know, rye. We, we love old music, but we like being able to have the freedom to kind of mix it up a little bit and add, uh, add a little, uh, a little sauce on it, a little hot sauce and, and, uh, to the, you know, to the music and, and get, you know, young people excited about it. You know, the thing about it is, uh, we're, we're seeing all age groups is coming out to this show because like I said, of, uh, People love me for bluegrass, and they love the whites for the gospel stuff, and they love Ra Cooter for for his, you know, gosh, he, he's done so many soundtracks like Paris, Texas, and Crossroads. Uh, yeah, Vim Vendors, did, yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah, he's just he's an amazing uh, musician, and uh, of course the whole Buena Vista Social Club thing. That oh was yeah, all, the, the doc yeah. down in Cuba about Cuba, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Wow. So uh, he's he's quite a quite a showman and and he's just having a ball playing this this old music it's it's just really great i've had him bring his banjo out he uh <laughs> you know he he always loved playing banjo when he was you know when he was a, a teenager and played with bill monroe one time and uh out in california bill needed a banjo player but uh he uh you know he hadn't played it that much in the last few years but i said right Bring your banjo out. It'll be perfect for some of this stuff, you know. So he's getting a chance to play a little banjo, so it's fun. Now, didn't you play at a really young age with Bill Monroe as well? I mean, he's this is the bluegrass legend, and uh, did, didn't you play when you were like uh, six? I was six years old. Got to stand up there on stage and play his big mandolin. Gosh, well, it was big to my little six-year-old bony frame. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was quite a quite a thing. I, I I didn't see him again for about ten years later when I was with Ralph Stanley. I was sixteen, um, but I I went up to Mr. Monroe at a show and uh, just kind of reminded him of you know of that night, and he remembered. Uh, he remembered it. Martha. Yep, he sure did. He wow. thought I was much older, though. He said, I think he was 12 or 13, wasn't he? And I said, no, sir, I was, I was six. I mean, I'm only 16 now. What do you mean? It was, it was not four years ago. You okay. looked old for your age, I guess. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I carried it so well. Yeah. And then uh, shortly after that, you also played with Flatten Scruggs, right? I mean, you were, and that's like age seven or so. So, I mean, you're growing up playing with the legends. You know, YouTube is a wonderful thing, a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful way to discover music, you know, and you can... Uh, you can have it in the privacy of your own home, and, and uh, you can just get right in there and just search through music uh, till you know, I mean, till you're, you till you fall asleep. It's uh, it's amazing what all you can find there. But you can you can find if you type in Ricky Skaggs and Flat and Scruggs, uh, you'll find me there at seven years old playing the mandolin, singing 
uh, Ruby, are you mad at your man? I, I, wow. I didn't know what she was mad about, but but I, I, I like that song. And uh, <laughs> anyway, there there was two there's two songs on there, uh, that one and then an instrumental that I did with uh, with them. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. You know that that uh, that archival stuff has lasted because so many of those shows got taped over. I mean, they it was on videotape, a bit, huge big reels, and they would. Uh, they would syndicate it, send it out all over the, the, the country. It would play in Nashville, then it would play in Cincinnati, then it would play in Chicago, then it would play, you know, it just went around in the mail, you know, uh, and they would play it. And when it came back to Nashville, uh, back to the home base there, they would re-record over those shows to save money. And so many of those great performances of different people, you know, have I been lost. lost. Yeah. So uh, what, what a bummer. But this thing survived, and thank God that it did. I, I Got a chance to see it, and my kids and grandkids now have seen it. That's so crazy! It's still up there. Um, awesome. Well, I know we got to leave soon. We got about you know a minute or two left. I seriously have so much I want to go through with you, but let's maybe we'll end with uh, maybe a little rapid fire of some of the the great artists that you've worked with in your collaborations over the years. Maybe I'll throw out a name. You can just tell me maybe one okay. one word or something that comes to your mind. How about that? Yeah. Sounds All right. Good. All right. So Bill Monroe, father of bluegrass music, an inspiration uh, that I still you know, still aspire to his, his, his music was, uh, so fresh and so, uh, so exciting that, uh, it, it, you know, touched me as a six year old uh, and I'm still, still playing from it today. Latin Scruggs. Uh, Earl Scruggs was the, I think he was the nucleus that, uh, you know, he and he and Bill Monroe and Lester Flatt all was in the same band at one time. And so that's the music that I, you know, uh, grew up with it was it was Earl Scruggs banjo style that really made bluegrass what we know of today. They they were Foggy Mountain Breakdown, right? Yeah, they yeah. were the well, they yeah they they played that song as after they uh, Earl you know wrote that and uh, gotcha. that was in the Bonnie and Clyde film. Yeah, great movie. All right, Keith Whitley, uh, a brother that uh, died way too soon. You guys met as teens, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we uh, we met each other when we were fifteen, and uh, wow. I miss him a lot because there was so much music he had left to sing and and play, and uh, just a tragic tragic ending to a great life. Definitely, what an artist, man. Uh, Emmy yeah. Lou Harris. Oh, uh, <laughs> opened the door for me uh, in country music. Got to play with her. I met her in Washington D.C. when she lived there. Uh, she was playing the Child Herald a little club downtown on um, m street i think maybe so and yeah. and uh anyway uh met her and uh we became great friends and uh, uh she gave me a gave me a job in 1978 uh, after rodney crowell left the band uh she needed someone that could play a lot of instruments and sang a lot of high parts and so <laughs> that was me <laughs> but she opened the door for me to you know into the country music world for sure she's so great all right vince gill Oh gosh! Played in my band when he was just a teenager. Uh, he played with Boone Creek, a yeah. band me and Jerry Douglas had together, and uh, and uh, I love Vince. He has done so many great things. Uh, he's a he's just a great person and such a talent. He's a great songwriter, great musician, and uh, just an old friend. Uh, and leaving country a bit, Bruce Hornsby. All my knucklehead friend. I love <laughs> Bruce. As a matter of fact, I got to call him today. So, uh, <laughs> all right, he's a he's a he's a brilliant piano player uh, that can adapt to any kind of music. There's nothing I don't think that he that he can't play. I mean, he can play anything from classical music to uh, 
um, you know, to cluck old hen on the on the piano. You know, he's he's an amazing player. We've done two albums together, two <laughs> CDs, and we always love getting to play with Bruce. It's uh, we he all he always shakes it up a little bit. All right, and the last one. Didn't you play with Jack White as well? Yeah, I, I did one thing with him oh, okay. uh, called "Old Enough." They they had a the Rack and Tours had a uh, had a song on a on a record called "Old Enough." I think it could have been even the the, the title of the, the record. <laughs> but he wanted to do a bluegrass version of that, kind of a well, an acoustic type version. So they called they called me up and wanted to know if I'd be part of it, and I you know agreed to do it. So it was a fun thing. All right. Well, thanks so much for for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, any any final things you want to say about the the Birchmere show or how it? You know, if they're watching the CMAs and they're all getting jazzed up about country, why should they then come out and see you guys the next week? Because what they'll see in us is real country. What they will see on the CMAs is not real country. It is <laughs> it is something else. It's uh, a, so a whole new genre now. <laughs> not to yeah, not to be disrespectful at all, and sure. I'm, I'm not trying to be, but. Sure. Uh, uh, the the music that they'll hear at the Birchmere uh, is is the roots. It is uh, everything from Hank Williams to Hank Snow to uh, Kitty Wells, the Lubin Brothers, um, uh, you know Merle Travis. I mean, it's uh, we're doing we're doing music for, like I said from the forties, fifties, and sixties when 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 country music was really you know defining itself and uh, you know so I, I think they're going to really enjoy it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's an absolute honor, and best of luck at the show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.